Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to DraftKings Network. The John Anik and Kenny Florian Podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I love them. I can't get enough of them. Let's hear that first next. Big jab there from Duffy and Frank Mir is hurt now. Oh! Down goes Duffy O'Connor. Frank Mir does it again. Rock em, sock em, robots here. Oh, my goodness. I believe there are a couple of absolutely self-involved bull artists. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian. Headshot. Bang. Oh, done. Well, how about this? We made it to 400 episodes. Ken Flo, not much of a betting man, incidentally, but I would think your ticket might have been on us not getting to episode 400 of the Anakin Florian podcast. It is Monday, April 3rd. The year is 2023. I remember when we began this show in Los Angeles, TJ DeSantis at the helm eight years ago, April of 2015, and uh, still going, kid. We're still fucking going. Absolutely, man. Listen, I, I'm a believer. I'm an optimist. Of course, I thought we would do 400 episodes. And uh, more, more than anything else, you know, when I wanted to commit to doing the podcast, it was something that I wanted to commit to, like, you know, indefinitely. So, um, you know, once I figured it out that I would be able to do that, um, I, I knew it would be going a long time, man. So, uh, uh, I'm so happy I did. It's it's been a, it's been a fun ride so far. We are so appreciative of this listenership that has evolved to a viewership. And if you're watching us on DraftKings YouTube channel, we certainly appreciate that support. We appreciate everybody that supports the AF channel, which we will continue to grow, of course, with Bilal Muhammad and Jason Anik hosting Remember the Show. More offerings to come. But this has been such a great, I don't know if symbiotic's the word. There are certain words in the English language that seem 
pretty simple, like narcissistic. You'll never hear me use it. I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong. But a symbiotic relationship between us and the listeners, nothing makes me happier than yes. when I come across an Anakin Florian podcast listener or viewer on the road. And uh, we really appreciate the support because I'd imagine there were times when, uh, when maybe... Ken Flo and I, as we're going from Fox out of that licensing deal, trying to figure out the next step and get Longo to continue to be on board for like 395 of these episodes. Um, we're very happy, obviously, to still be here. And candidly, when we started this thing in 2015, there were people then who said, ah, too many podcasts out there. Too many podcasts out there. And I didn't necessarily disagree with that sentiment at the time, but here we are eight years later. And uh, I recommend to people trying to get into media, start a podcast. Even if your mom's the only one listening, if you're trying to get repetitions, it's a pretty good way to Definitely. do it. But we thank you, Ken Flo, for all of your analytics and all of your support. And uh, and just for being here for me, you know, as a friend more than anything else over the last eight years, every Monday. All right. A lot to get to. So, dude, your travel schedule, right? I mean- Forget fatherhood with what you've been doing over the last several weeks and months. So home from Vegas and you're going yes. right back for PFL two on Wednesday. Is that right? That's right. Two more weeks, man. Two more weeks. Uh, so in and out, in and out here for a few days and, and, and back out for a few days. So you have a Friday night show coming up this weekend. Is that accurate? Correct. All Correct. right. Are you allowed to reveal, reveal where you stayed this past week for PFL one? Yeah, I was I was at uh, the link. Okay. Okay. Look at this guy. It's fucking Mike. Yeah. Uh, and then the fights at the Virgin, right? Yes. Fights all at right. the Virgin. So we're going to get into all of that. Did you ingest any of the game bread boxing pay-per-view over the weekend by chance? I did not. I saw some of the results. Pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I saw some of the highlights and the results. I was fighting it hard. I was watching on UFC Fight Pass and just fighting it hard. 11-18, I was out. But congratulations to Anthony Showtime Pettis, Vitor Belfort with a big win over Jacques de Souza. And above all else, good on Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. Card was so loaded on paper that initially when it was offered on April 1st, a lot of people thought it was an April Fool's joke. And then Masvidal had his fight April 8th, so you didn't think he could be there. Right. And I don't believe he was, but uh, big things coming up for the King of Miami this weekend at UFC 287. We'll focus largely on UFC 287 today. Ray Longo coming up here in about 10 minutes. We will also talk to uh, GM3 Gerald Mershart. He's fighting at UFC 287 against Joe Pfeiffer. And then coming up Wednesday or Thursday on this here DraftKings YouTube channel, further delve into UFC 287. And I think seven predictions from Ken Flo and uh, big gun Brian Petrie. But let us get into uh, to PFL 1. Brendan Lochnane, you heard him last week on the Anakin Florian podcast. No Anakin Florian podcast curse whatsoever. He gets by Marlon Marais TKO due to leg kicks at 111 of round two. And one thing I did not get to with Lochnane last week, I believe Marlon Marais was going into this fight. God love the guy, but he had been finished. TKO'd or knocked out in five consecutive fights, and it's now six. Juxtapose against Brendan Lochnane, who's never even been finished as a mixed martial arts pro. A lot of red stripes, and I'm not talking about the beer on the Wikipedia page of Marlon Marais. Big win for Lochnane at PFL1, and you were there to call every goddamn second of it, so why don't you tell us what you saw? Yeah, absolutely. Lochnane is an absolute assassin, man. You know, here's the thing. I, Marlon Marais, it certainly isn't what he used to be, but he's always dangerous early on, um, and it seemed to me like he was way more careful about pacing himself in this fight. Um, he was very calculated about how he went in and went out, uh, and he was fighting a pretty good fight until Lochnane started firing back with calf kicks. Um, and it was probably two, maybe three, that uh, really impeded uh, Marlon Marais' ability to move around that cage. And from there, it was pretty much over. Lochnane keyed in on that. 
saw that that was weakening him and just kept firing away. I thought they were going to stop it in between rounds. It looked like, you know, a bunch of people were coming over, doctors, cornermen asking him. There was discussion uh, happening. Uh, he said he wanted to go out and fight. Um, and Lochnane, uh, you know, just took full advantage of that compromised leg. Actually, he switched up his leg and started destroying the other leg. I, I, it was just nasty, man. Lochnane uh, is, is just a killer out there. So, yeah, amazing performance by him and unfortunate there for Marais, who's been on quite the skid. Marlon, what I said on so, so, social media after the fact, watch the first round of my next fight. So, I am not in the business of retiring fighters, as you know, but perhaps that next PFL fight for Marlon mm. Marais will be the last, or at the very least, just going to go balls to the wall, uh, right. which has been his style for much of his career. So what exactly does this mean in terms of this featherweight tournament? Uh, yes. I'm not trying to sound ignorant when I ask that question, but obviously sure. uh, Movlid ha- Khabulayev had a yes. big win, albeit by unanimous decision, 30 to 27s across the board on this same night. Seems like maybe those two are on another collision course, but ultimately, what does this mean for, for June 8th and the PFL featherweight division now moving forward? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bubba Jenkins is another guy who was in there that looked phenomenal that night. Um, you know, basically, it, it's uh, a lot of those guys getting decision wins and Brendan Lochnane now at the top of, of the heap. Um, with five points. You know, if you get a win by decision, you get three points. If you get a win by finish in round three, you get four. Win by finish in round two, you get five. Win by finish in round one, six points, right? So you're trying to accumulate as many points as you can during the regular season, which is comprises of two fights, so you can move into the postseason and get a nice seed. Uh, so Lochnane right now sitting atop the featherweight uh, division with five points. Everyone else has three points. And, um, you know, I thought I did a, did a great job of separating himself from the pack, not only with his performance, but also with what he said on the mic, kind of made fun of everybody else going, going to decision. Right. So, uh, he, he made, uh, you know, great work both, uh, on, on and off the, well, I guess in the cage and still in the cage. Yeah, so, right. the mic. Yeah. so PFL format probably would have been kind to a prime Kenny Florian, right? The I finished fights guy, <laughs> right? Get in, get out. <laughs> yeah. I so, finished fights. Yeah. I'm just seeing Cody populated something in the chat. On the inaugural edition of the John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast, the guys are joined by MMA trainer Ray Longo, Seattle Seahawk Will Blackman, and MMA oh, wow. journalist John Morgan. We also took a look back at UFC yeah. Fight Night Mendez versus Lamas and looked ahead at this weekend showdown between Gabriel Gonzaga and Mirko Krokop. We also took listener fucking phone calls. How about wow. that? Wow. 866 Ray Longo. We should get back to that. <laughs> That would be hilarious. It is amazing. And if you are someone who has not been on board for the entire eight years, we still have a lot of respect and love for you. But we wanted to have a coaches segment and we centered on Ray Longo back in the day. And it's pretty cool to be here eight years later, given the fact that he's probably been a part of 390 plus of those 400 episodes. But uh, back to the PFL. Yeah, you mentioned Bubba Jenkins over Chris Wade. This was a rematch. And gosh, mm-hmm. it seemed like Jenkins just had his way with Wade really throughout. I think very highly of the New Yorker Wade, but this was not his night. It was not his night. Bubba Jenkins was just on point with his strikes. That Those were really setting up his entries, which were much, much cleaner than the first time around. Uh, and Bubba Jenkins is just firing on all cylinders, man. He looked very motivated. He was talking a lot of trash leading up to this one, uh, but he executed beautifully. Uh, his wrestling, his control was just a thing of beauty out there. Uh, stayed really active and uh, just kept Chris Wade off balance, it seemed, all night. All right, so we will keep our tabs and our eyes on the PFL featherweight division. I'd like to talk about Mr. Rob Wilkinson. You got to love this guy, right? I mean, it is not just women who like these accents, folks. 
<laughs> Somebody said recently that that women like Boston accents. I did not necessarily think that was the case, but we can fucking turn that on if it turns you on. <laughs> we'll fucking turn it on. So Rob Wilkinson over Tiago Santos by unanimous decision, 29-28 times three. For me from afar, it's really been cool to watch the evolution of Rob Wilkinson and you've had a front row seat. You're on fire today, dude. I love it. Um, yeah, Rob Wilkinson is an absolute beast. Uh, I was really surprised when they had their stare down uh, for the weigh-ins of how big he is. You know, Tiago Santos was always seen as this monster. Rob Wilkinson looked even bigger. On fight night, Santos did look a little bigger to me. Uh, and also, even his shots. You know, Tiago Santos, even with little rabbit shots, it looks like he's capable of knocking you out. You know, it's crazy. And I thought we saw Santos, who um, really was letting his hands go. Sometimes he's a little hesitant out there. I didn't see him that same hesitancy, which makes Rob Wilkinson's performance over him that much more impressive. Now, we saw Rob Wilkinson utilize his grappling in this one. Um, he, he did trade a little bit uh, with Santos, but more it was to get to the clinch or get to the legs and hit those takedowns. He was able to do that repeatedly against Santos. He was able to control him. Uh, he was winning the critical rounds. He just seemed like he was always a step ahead of Santos, was smart to avoid some dangerous situations against Santos. Um, but uh, yeah, at least in my eye, uh, you know, from what I saw, it looked like Santos was looking a little bit sharper, like he was really looking to try to let those hands go, especially that left kick was seemed to be back uh, a little bit more this time around. But Wilkinson just a little bit too good at closing that distance with his timing. And then also a light heavyweight, Will Flurry, who was to fight Omari Akhmedov, I guess, instead fought Chris Jotko, the UFC veteran. Split decision for Will flurry and uh poland's jotko seemed pissed yeah this was a close fight i, I actually thought jotko won the fight um i, I thought he did enough it, it was certainly close it's not one of those things where oh my gosh this was a robbery but i thought jotko did enough to get in and get out score points uh and win that fight uh i thought will flurry um had a strong third round um you know but yeah, it was uh it was a real close one it, uh, it was a little bit of a head scratcher both randy thought it was uh um, a win for Jotko as well. Um, our scoring, our AI scoring had it for Will Flurry. So I don't know. It, it was certainly close, but um, I don't know. Jotko definitely was upset about it. And then just wanted to congratulate Impa Kasanganai. He will break your hand if you try to shake hands with that man. I run yeah. into him every time I go out in South Florida. I see that man. I saw him at Dick's Sporting Goods a few weeks before his PFL Challenger Series fights. And uh, a nice 2023 continues for a good dude there in, uh, in Impa Kasanganai. So 11 Great fights team. at PFL 1. So what's your call time? Like what time do they pick you up at this beautiful Link Hotel? Well, I, dude, I got picked up at like 11. 11 a.m. Yeah. And then what time you get off the sticks? So we got off what at uh, let's see, be nine thirty something like that. See, man, these marathons, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I know you do a lot of different television things, battle bots, and that's yeah. very intensive in its own right. But people yeah. just don't understand. Once you start hitting 12, 13, 14, 15 fights, man, yeah, it is just insane. I get asked about it all the time, and uh, you know, I think it's I, tough, dude. Yeah, I think you know we both sort of build up whatever conditioning you need to sort of still have something late in the night. But I will always remember Craig Borsari said to us before that first show in Nashville, you know, fights get bigger as the night goes along. So you got to have room in your register. Right. And then like first prelim, I'm like, Oh, Nick, Denis, man, fucking Nick, Denis. and then it's like, dude, you got to chill. You got to chill. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, well, this Saturday, I will not be chilling out because the action-packed UFC 287 fight card beckons and it finishes with an epic rematch. Longtime combat sports rivals Alex Pereira and Israel Adesanya set to face off again for the UFC middleweight title. And you can throw down for your shot to win big with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. And how good is this for new customers? You bet just $5 on a pre-fight money line. Get $150 in bonus bets if your fighter wins. And if you've been with DraftKings Sportsbook prior, all customers can get closer to the Octagon excitement with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. You just combine multiple UFC 287 bets into one ticket for a shot at an even bigger payday. And as usual, with a pay-per-view like this, a lot of ways to attack the board. I mean, how good is this co-main event? Jorge Masvidal, the king of Miami, but pretty big as an underdog here against Gilbert Durinho Burns and Ken Alex Pereira as a sled underdog, solve the last style bender once again. We'll find out this weekend, and we want you involved. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code AFPOD. New customers bet just $5 on a pre-fight money line and get 150 in bonus bets if your fighter wins this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook with code AFPOD. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Ken Flo, not the only one back from the West Coast as far as our AF family is concerned. Let's get to the Ray Longo Minute. Tired of snooty wines and their old wine culture? Confused by words like malolactic fermentation? Yeah, we are too. So with 19 Crimes, you can do the fancy schmancy tilt-sip smell routine, or don't. 19 Crimes is the rebel of wine and culture, telling the stories of rogues and rule breakers who overcame adversities. From convicts banished to Australia, to the legendary icon Snoop Dogg himself, 19 Crimes wine is defiant by nature, bold in character, and always uncompromising. 19 Crimes, the official wine of UFC. Pick up in stores nationwide or online at 19crimes.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2024, Sonoma, California. It's now time for the Ray Longo Minute. I want you to punch a hole in this fucking chest. That's what I want. The Ray Longo Minute. John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. There they are. There he is, more like it. Yeah. Front and center, Ray Longo. So Man, much I'm handsome. A, I'm actually centered today. Very nice. You sound great. <laughs> we were reminiscing before you came on because this is essentially the eight-year anniversary of the show. And Cody wow. went back and found the description from episode one, April 9th, 2015. And sure as shit, there you were, episode one. We have speculated our informed speculation suggests that you have been here for 390 or more of the 400 episodes so we wanted to start by expressing our gratitude oh man god my gratitude is towards you guys but man it seems like yesterday no kenny that's crazy with, with everything kind of but this is eight years that's that's insane amazing that is insane but congrats to you guys for keeping it going it's awesome man i'm glad to be a part of it and uh man i just hope the next eight years goes a little slower <laughs> That's if you know what I'm it. talking about, <laughs> so, I'd give, uh, give anything to be here another eight years, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I mean I'm tell I tell my mom all the time you're gonna be around a lot longer than you think. You better prepare for another 35, 40 years. Right? <laughs> so, uh, speaking of ageism, how did the uh, the West Coast back and forth treat the body there, Ray? Man, I, this one I tell you, this one was rough. I was in and out, uh, rough night. Uh, my, Justin Montavo has first lost against Archie Colgan. Great yeah. kid. I mean, I thought it was a great fight. Uh, you know, I'm uh, biased, but I wish they 
I wish it could have made it into the second round uh, because it was just heating up to be just a back and forth battle that, uh, yeah, it was just it was it was good. I honestly, it's like I don't, there's no winner in winners or losers in a fight like that. I think uh, Archie's got a great future. He's a stud, <clears throat> and I think Justin bounces back and goes on another run, and hopefully they'll meet again in the future. Maybe we got to get Justin on the program because we're gonna have Gerald Mershard on the show later today, and by that reasoning, he'll probably upset Joe Pfeiffer this weekend. It seems like when we have athletes on, they do pretty well. Brennan Lockname with a win last week, so. Uh, you did have some winners, though, Raymond. Uh, Dylan yeah, so, Mantello yeah. and also yeah. uh, who else we got here? Anthony, Anthony Delemi. Delemi. Anthony Delemi. Both guys uh, got knocked down and came back to uh, finish the oh, fight. Oh, wow. Nice. I, I believe in the first round. Delemi knocked his guy out after getting knocked down, and uh, and Dylan got knocked out and choked his guy out with two seconds left in the first wow. round. Literally at the end, crazy. Crazy, crazy fights. Heart attack fights for sure. But – uh. <laughs> The guys showed a will and resolve. Uh, just a just a great bunch of guys, you know. Again, they love what they're doing, and uh, you know, hope they go as far as they can go. But it was a great weekend for the team, even though, you know, the loss to Justin was he took it pretty hard. So, uh, but I'm sure he's bouncing right back from that. And you know, if you have to lose, that's you know, he he. It was it was good. It was, you you should watch the fight. He got rocked a little bit at the beginning, came back, and then Archie caught him again. Kind of more of a flash knockdown, but then finished it like on the floor where, you know, whatever. I thought, you know, he was still moving. I think if we had Peterson in there, the fight's still going on. But uh, it, you can't argue the stoppage at all. It was a great, yeah. great fight by Archie. It was just well, uh, Keith Peterson 2.0 with that. It, you know, it was, two, yeah, it was two undefeated guys that probably I would have liked to have seen that fight maybe in a couple of more fights. You know, Justin came off a year, maybe a more layoff with his arm. So, he yeah. did great, both guys. But just it was good. It was uh, I just wanted to see more of it because it was that type of fight. I hate to pry, but when you say he took it hard, is there something specific that he either said or some just mood or vibe he was evoking after the fact, right? Because if we say Israel Adesanya took that Alex Pereira loss exceedingly well, uh, and it sounds like your guy obviously is going to take this well moving yeah. forward, but why did he take it so hard, if you don't mind my asking? I think it was his first loss. So he, you know, he was emotional and uh, like, again, now you got to see if you could regroup and come back. You know, that's uh, one win a loss doesn't make a champion. And, you know, in this game, for sure. I mean, you just got to keep growing from your losses and moving forward. And, uh, you know, nobody or it's rare, you know, like the Khabibs and the John Joneses that get there without a loss. But, you know, even there's always some controversy attached to something. But, uh, you know, it's part of the game. It's, it's just, you know, and I know it's a cliche, but it was a great fight. So those latter two fights, the wins, are you like watching on your cell phone? I mean, take us behind the I curtain. I saw, so I got, because the Lemmy fought the same night as the kid, but there was a time difference, so I got to see his whole fight. And then I was on the plane for Dylan's fight, but I was getting Texas, and then I just went back and watched the highlights. So I didn't even see, uh, they were both first-round finishes, so I didn't see, I saw the Lemmy's whole fight, and I didn't see, I saw the highlights of, uh, of uh, Dylan Montello's fight, so... All right, so I have some stuff for you on UFC 287, and then Ken Flo obviously chime in 
at any time. 18-year-old Raul Rosas Jr. is fighting for the second time this weekend at UFC 287. Now, we've had 18-year-olds in the UFC before, a handful of them. Dan Lozon comes to mind. But I don't know, Kenny and Ray, that we've had an 18-year-old come in and potentially compete twice before birthday number 19 and win both of those fights. He's favored to be Christian Rodriguez this weekend. A lot of the MMA world had their minds effectively blown when he disposed of Jay Perrin in his UFC debut. I mean, what are your thoughts on this 18-year-old now kicking off the pay-per-view main card as the UFC returns to Miami for the first wow. time in 20 years? I mean, it's crazy. For, a young, for a young kid, you know, as long as he doesn't, buy into the, you know, main card stuff. And, you know, he's already got the UFC jitters out. He's got two fights. Uh, I, I say he wins that fight. I think uh, I think this kid beat one of my guys a couple of years ago. So I think uh, Rosas is probably going to win this fight if it's the right guy I'm thinking about. But what a great spot to be in as a young kid, you know, starting off a pay-per-view card with that, you know, with the headliners that, that, that that's on that card is, is crazy. So... Uh, good for him, man. I hope he enjoys it. I hope he takes it in the right way. Hey, he doesn't let it affect his performance, and he'll be fine. Yeah, it's impressive, man. Um, you, know, you just don't see it a whole a whole lot. An eighteen year old in the UFC. Um, I, I think he's kind of part of this newer generation, though, uh, where he really came up uh, training in the sport for much longer than some of the other guys that we've seen. So I think he's more better suited to kind of do well here. And I think he's taking the right fights. Although I think Christian Rodriguez is pretty good. Um, you know, I, I do think uh, these are good fights for him and the right kind of fights for him. Yes. Uh, but mentally tough. Uh, you know, he's got that um, as far as maturity. I think he's got that as well as far as, you know, um, how he trains, how professional he is. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious to see how he does. Dan, Jay, Jay Perrin was a great test, man. I think he's a great mm -hmm. kid, man. That's a, I think that was a great, great win yeah. for him. So, you know. And to Kenny's point, Raul Rosas is minus 225. So it's not as though he is some massive betting favorite this weekend. There's a lot of people, especially in that Midwestern pocket, that think very highly of Christian Rodriguez. All right. Kenny's going to have to save a lot of his bullets on Alex Pereira and Israel Adesanya for later in the week. You don't, though. So I want to talk to you about this main event because when these two fought last year with a Madison Square Garden backdrop, I don't know if it was reflective in the pay-per-view numbers, but I just cannot remember fan excitement on that level, right? I just think fans were so excited given the kickboxing history to see these guys in MMA. And now given the way that fight played out with a Miami backdrop now, I just think it's the perfect setting for this rematch. And I want to know what you think uh, about all of that and what you think ultimately is going to happen this weekend at Miami uh, Gate Arena. Yeah, look, man, this 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 is crazy stuff. But um, I think, uh, look, I give Izzy all the credit in the world, man. Coming back, I mean... You know, he's lost three times to the guy, won an MMA twice in kickboxing. I I think he should have taken a little more time off. You know, I think that's it's hard to come back that short of time because it wasn't like he didn't take any damage. Those This guy hits like a freight train, man. So uh, what was the fight, four months ago? Maybe something like that? November. Yeah, so that's, that's a pretty quick turnaround. But, you know, remember in the first fight he had, you know, Alex rocked in the first round too, so... I don't know, man. It's like whoever gets there first is going to win. But I think uh, it's it's hard. We saw it with Usman and Leon Edwards. Uh, there's just it's not easy to come back and win those fights. So I'm I'm going to have to go with Alex on this one. And he certainly has the power 
he looks like a complete monster. He looks like he's, he, you know, he's dialed in constantly, <laughs> but, but uh, he's a scary right dude. Right about that. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, if, if Izzy doesn't, it's just, it's so risky to stand up with him because his power is, it's, it's beyond normal power. You know I mean? That guy's got bricks in his hand and that's a, that's a great quality to have. Obviously he's the wrestling look horrendous with the jujitsu. So I think it's easier to try to tighten that up in four months than it is to get your chin back to normal. So I don't know. It's a, it's a risky move, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think Alex takes it again. I think he's got this guy's number and sometimes that's all it takes. Ray, how do you, how do you break down the Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal fight? Man, I'll tell you, you know, again, I think, look, Jorge was always one of my favorite fighters. I mean, he just had a promotion, right? Didn't he just promote kickbox? I see him on Rogan. It just doesn't look like he's, it looks like he's doing some PR. He's got a lot of things on his plate. You know, he's made some money. You know, he's in a different spot than he was when he was coming up. I don't know if he's as hungry as he was. I think, uh, you know, I like, again, he was always one of my favorite fighters. I love the guy, the way the guy fights. But I think Burns is going to take this because it's just from the outside. And I have no idea. It just doesn't look like he's dialed in. And I mean, that was a big promotion he put on, whether he was there, he wasn't there. That's a lot of responsibility unless he's unless he delegated that whole thing to somebody, which he probably did. But it's still taxing on your brain when you should be focused on just fighting it. You know me, I, I like to just eight weeks leave everything out. Don't go to the freaking hockey right. game. Yeah. Just concentrate on the fighting is plenty of time for everything else. So it depends on where he's at. He's a, he's a born natural fighter. He'll always have that going for him, but uh, you still got to put the work in at this level. Uh, and um, I, I hope he did, but it, the way I, I just feel like by looking at him, uh, you know, he's got the court case with Kobe, right? Is that still a thing or yes. that old, you know, there's a million things going on, man. You, you can't have your brain in 15 different places. So not for a technical reason, but for that reason, I'm, I'm going to pick Burns on that fight. And it's interesting to hear you inject that into the conversation because I think Jorge will be dismissive of that when we talk about that in the fighter meeting. But you're yes. right. It's energy expenditure. Even doing a social media post for Game Bread Boxing. Kenny and I can attest to this. If you don't get it on the first take, right? All of a sudden, you're five takes in. You know, this is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, and you're bleeding out your lungs and everything else. You know, it's a difficult thing to manage your energy during fight week, never mind over those eight weeks. Now, he lives somewhat of a rock star lifestyle, and seemingly in South Florida, everybody wants a piece of him all the time. So perhaps he's more conditioned to that than your average UFC athlete. But I think you're wise to sort of bring that into your handicap, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, he's a natural-born fighter, but that's a, a kid that I believe came from nothing. You know what I mean? And then when you have something, something has to change. Man, it's it's hard to keep that focus and that that desire and that you know, just to get in the gym and grind it out every day. And and sometimes your brain is saying it, but it's and you might believe it, but people around you might go, "You're not doing what you used to do." You know right. what I mean? It's just. You know, I've dealt with a lot of fighters. I hear a lot of things, and sometimes you just try to get them through it and agree with them, but, you know, it's it's just not the case. So I, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to pick Gilbert Burns in that. I think he, uh, I think he's he, he's just been looking better and better, and, you know, his confidence is, bo you know, boosted all-time high. Even his fight with Comzat was a great fight. 
He oh, wasn't yeah. supposed to even be in that fight. You know what I mean? That was a great fight. So I think he takes a lot of that and moves forward. And, you know, I think he's catching Jorge at the right time. They're both dogs. I mean, if ever you were going to get a desperate, urgent type effort out of Jorge Masvidal, you got to think that it's going to be now against Gilbert Burns, given all that potentially could be at stake. We'll see. Wait, what are the odds on that fight, John? You wouldn't even believe it. I mean, I've never been so wrong in terms of my projection on a fight in my life. I thought Gilbert would be minus 220, I think. He's almost minus 500. Now, wow. 50%, 52% of the handle right now on DraftKings Sportsbook has been on Jorge Masvidal. 48% of the money coming in on Gilbert Dorino Burns. But we've seen steady movement. People are still playing Gilbert in parlays or otherwise at a massive price, minus four ninety right now. Wow, I, that's yeah, that's crazy. I mean, maybe, maybe they know something we just talked about. <laughs> Something's up. That's a big. That's a huge spread, man. Well, we've seen Gilbert manhandle guys most recently. Neil Magny. We've also heard Gilbert verbally talk about getting back to his Brazilian jiu-jitsu roots and try to make this almost a tournament style cut fight. Kenny, right? If you're Gilbert Burns, like I know Jorge Masvidal is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, but I don't know that you want to, you know, fuck around and find out on the feet necessarily, even though you could beat him in a kickboxing setting. Like if you're Gilbert Burns, Kenny, don't you maybe approach this as a tournament style fight? Like try to take the dude down and choke him out. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, I, I would think so. I, I think so. I mean, that's going to be his easiest path to victory, right? No question yes. about it. Can he do that? I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be the key for him for sure. All right. A couple other uh, things I would like to get to with the great Raymond Peter Longo. Rob Font, Adrian Yanez, a huge Bantamweight fight feature bout on pay-per-view coming up in Miami and one that uh, I know you got the number one and number two guys in the division. So sorry to talk about these guys ranked below you, but I know you guys at least have some history with Adrian Yanez, I believe, uh, in Garden oh, City, yeah. New York. Yeah, so 100%. talk to him. Great, great kid. I pick uh, Yanez to win that fight. Uh, I'm going to say by TKO. Is that all you have for us on that before I give you the, uh, the I, betting well, I, line? Uh, what is the betting line on that one? Do you, would you like to get predicted for us? Who do you think is the betting favorite? Uh, Giannis has to be the betting favorite. Yeah, then. Adrian Giannis is the betting favorite. Hasn't lost in the UFC. He's minus one eighty. Hundred eighty dollars uh, pay a hundred bucks. That's not bad. That's a that's a good bet. I like Giannis, man. He's a great kid, young kid, really great hands. Uh, uh, he he's I, I don't know he's going to be tough to stop. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Font's got a great jab. He's got great boxing. It's 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 going to be a, it's definitely going to be a great fight. I'm really looking forward to that fight. It's just I think youth over age is going to be the problem with this one. That's just a young Giannis. If you don't jump on him from the beginning, uh, he just gets better and better as the fight goes on. He always seems to maybe you know as he's getting a read on you in the first round, take some punishment. But man, when he comes back, he's He's got great killer instinct. He's precise with his punching. He's not letting you off the hook. So the countdown is on for Aljamain Sterling. We got about four or five weeks. Henry Cejudo, the Prudential Center. They still call it that in Newark, New Jersey. I'm sure. I, be I believe so. So, uh, I mean, what can you tell us? Is Aljo back in Las Vegas where the sun shines all the time? Or is he still yeah. with you there in New well, York? Well, he was, he was here for a, a week. And, man, he had great sparring with great energy in the gym with him and Marab. They'll be coming back, I think, next week. or I think next week. I'm not sure. Right. But uh, he did great, man. He looks fantastic. 
Uh, yeah, really excited for that fight. You know, and all, we also got the steamroller. I don't want to forget about him. Everybody sparred the same day. Great energy in the gym. That's why I say it was a great weekend for the team. Uh, yeah, we're just going to keep pushing forward, man. Remind me who the steamroller has at UFC 288. Um, or don't Drew, remind me. Drew, Cody no, will Drew, fucking remind No, Drew, Drew Dover. Oh, Drew Dover. That's a man. big that's a fight. One. That's, that's going to be chaos. That's Both chaos on the outskirts. Is that your dog? Thing. How many times am I going to let it whine before I inquire as to whether or not that's your dog? Wait, hold on. That's, I got it locked up. Nobody's home to watch. Oh, man. Hold on a sec. Let All me right, close. go get your dog. Put the dog on your lap. There are two different oh. types of dogs in journalism. You got lap dogs and attack dogs. <laughs> Something I learned in uh, broadcast journalism school to try to be an attack dog. Lucky. Not a lap dog. I don't know if I realize success on that front. Matt Steamroller Frivola, by the way, throwing out the first pitch for the Mets on April 28th. Oh, that's big. That is big stuff. That's cool, huh? Bala Muhammad, they let him go oh, anywhere yeah, in really Chicago. Cool, White cool, Sox, cool, Cubs. Cool, cool. All right, I closed so. the door. Hopefully we don't hear her. Thank you. She so, misses her master. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. No, these well, women are crazy, John. They're crazy. They are crazy. Well, that's really all I that's really all I had for you today now that you Wait, got your dog. To you made me get up for no reason. Yeah, no, I'm gonna you know, keep I got you for a couple more hip. minutes. I have a few well. other things on. Uh, I'm just so excited to drive to Miami this weekend. I can't even tell oh, you guys to not great. get on an airplane and just That's drive to Miami. Great. I don't know when like, I'll go. I might go that. fucking Wednesday night. I might fucking go Thursday morning, Kenny, before the fighter meetings. <laughs> wow. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll. But you're, sta- you're staying at a hotel there, though, right? You're staying at. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. are you going to divulge where you're staying, John? Yep. Do not do that. John, <laughs> no. John I'll even tell you where my wife and daughter are staying if Colby Covington wants to head over there. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's what I like. Give him uh, the let address. If, let me see uh, if I can. Uh, oh, no, don't do it. Don't if do it. I can find. Well, no. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because on UFC Embedded for a while, they would font the host hotel. Right. And then they would just say host hotel. And um, yeah, I'm not going to reveal the host hotel okay, on behalf yeah, of the yeah. 30 athletes that are competing. But if you want to find me, I'll be at the Hilton Miami downtown, most likely. So. Wow. But yes, guy. no, I'm driving down either Wednesday night or maybe Thursday morning. As I said, I mean, it, feel, it feels pretty freeing to know that I can just, you know, get in my car and uh, and drive down there. So nice. how, far, how far of a drive is it? About 50 minutes. Maybe I'll bring cool. the minivan and offend everyone. Everyone's <laughs> offended with minivans. <laughs> Kayla Harrison doesn't like minivans. What Kenny, like? what is your, can I ask you what your family, family need a minivan? What are you well, Ken Flo's family vehicle, I'm going to get predictive here. Let me guess. Your your family vehicles are Mercedes-Benz. Is that accurate? No, I'm going to say he's got the Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> <laughs> You're both wrong. All right, so it's a Porsche Cayenne SUV for the children. Yeah. Is that right? Used to be. Not anymore. Okay. Too, too, right. too uh, what's a Porsche? Yeah, yeah. All right, so too have, small. Too so small. you have a bigger car for the family now. Yes. Notice how he yeah, won't what, tell us. Wait, wait, what do you what do you got? No, it's a BMW. It's as close. Oh, John. my yeah. God. How it's pretentious. <laughs> so, and uh, is it the X7 or is it even it is. bigger? Okay. It is. All right. So, X7. yeah. So, the X7. So I got three kids. The X7. I wanted to get an X7. Three got kids. Three rows. Not happening. It does, yeah. but, you know, yeah. they're pretty tight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know. They are a little. <laughs> so, but I drive a minivan and yeah. people bang on this thing every chance they get. Right. So I will take my the nicer of our two vehicles down to Miami and I won't take the minivan because but I drive a minivan and my wife drives an Audi that I will wow. take to Miami. But everybody 
Bangs on the minivan until you press a button and both doors open. I can p- foot, fit 30 bags of fucking mulch. Yeah. Minivan's minivan. great. You can put mats in the back. You can train in the back, set up a little boxing gym, hit some yeah. pads in the back. <laughs> got plenty of room. Well, you can, your wife, that, uh, that's, got Connecticut written all, that's got Connecticut written all over it, the Audi. Wow. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. Does the Audi sound pretentious or something? A little bit? Little I don't bit. know. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> it's a very fast car. A the bit. Audi's a very fast car. But I, as God is my witness, I will be driving minivans as long as uh, as long as I'm on this earth. I love I've it. been trying to do some research as to like what is the nicest minivan money can buy, and I'm not even sure what the answer is. You know, I drive a Honda Odyssey. It's not like a touring elite. It's not their elite elite. But I think maybe uh, a Grand Caravan. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is this what people signed up for on DraftKings YouTube? Yeah, we just <laughs> lost a bunch of listeners. <laughs> UFC like, 287 There's going to be odds on what John's next car is. That's DraftKings. <laughs> Somebody suggested, I think it was Cody, that we just take all of your predictions. We open up a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You don't have to fund it, but we'll just play on your behalf. Maybe we don't get in trouble, James Krause style. Though. Maybe we don't do Holy it. crow. Yeah. I'm not, am I allowed uh-huh. to bet? I never got anything in the oh, mail. Oh, you might not be and allowed to that bet. that was our last episode of the <laughs> Anakin <laughs> Warren podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, like, <laughs> we got to 400. Like we, did, guy, we did. Yeah, like, it was like a good the run. Guys on, like the guys I'm betting with, somebody's going to find out I'm betting. That's, that doesn't even make sense to me. What do you think? I'm on DraftKings like everybody else with a, <laughs> with a paper trail? So, man, right, did I teach you guys ago. anything in life? I no think coaches... Trail. I think coaches are okay. Certainly oh, professional athletes okay. I'm can't back bet. In the game. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, my I boss, Zach Candido, suggested two bookies in Long Island. Sorry. that my twin brother could not bet on the UFC because he's family. I was like, what? Like, I mean, I'm not sharing any inside information with the guy, but can he really not bet on the UFC? Yeah, because Kenny, of my to, I mean, uh, Kenny, to your quay, to your uh, quay, yeah, there's a lot of bookies. <laughs> there's only one or two. No, they got a, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know who reached out to me, by the way, with that whole Colby Covington thing? Who? My bookie. Really? My guy. Yep. He's ready to go. Oh, I He's love ready it. to go. Ready <laughs> to go. Those guys, those guys know people. Let me tell you. So, sure do. John, you're in good hands. There's a million people down in Florida where you want you. I don't want to talk like a jerk off, but <laughs> you got nothing to worry about. Yeah. All right. Well, I am going to let you fly. All right. I'm fine. I had I one. I-, I will tell you when you leave, the one thing. And sorry for being a little long-winded on this end today. The one thing I'm going to ask Kenny about when you leave is about Adesanya's offensive wrestling and how much he expects him to go to it this weekend. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, the other thing I'm going to say to that, I mean, look, the, the they ended up on the floor by Alex's mistake last time, Kenny. He, he I don't think uh, Izzy got him down. I mean, look, that's the path to go. I mean, the problem with that is if you've been a striker your whole life and you expend right. extra energy and that fight stands up and you don't have like your defense like you normally have it with a guy like that, it's a risky, risky thing. You know, I but I think for Izzy, it's all or nothing. Even if he went at him standing up, he's got a shot of knocking him out too. You know, but you get tied with that guy mm. unloading on you. Oof, ah, man, nuts. But yeah, and no, I think uh, that would be a nice thing to do. It's just, if you haven't been doing it, though, man, it's a totally different gas tank. And I think that that's the issue that I have with that. Although we're not in the camp with him, you know, maybe maybe he's got great wrestling. Who knows? You yeah. know, but uh, I think it's well, going to be a great fight. You got to be excited for that fight. No, oh, I can't wait. And say what 
the masses will about your hip, but your brain is firing on all cylinders today. <laughs> That's a great answer. It really is because I'm surprised I think my hip hasn't, for Izzy. I'm surprised my hip hasn't broken me down mentally more. I don't, it just goes back to me and Kenny's conversation. Just stop giving a shit. I don't know what it yeah. is. And aren't you um, built different too, right? Aren't you one of those built different guys? A hundred percent. I'm not care. built different. So yeah. that's okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's a, that might be a stupid thing, but I think mentally I don't, you know, I'll, I'll fucking crawl if I have to. I'm just going <laughs> to just so keep doing what I'm doing. We had, anyway, guys. We had a sit down with Michael Bisping on the channel last week. And on the back end, I did read a comment from YouTube from one of our viewers that has since been shared with you by our producer. Cody oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah. your hip. So yeah. did that open up anything for you in terms of what you might do or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think? No, it does. Yeah, I just, you know, it, the schedule has been very busy. You know, so I have to, I think I'm right. looking maybe at September, you know, get my uh, bike riding in this summer, keep all everything right. moving and then hope to make a move with something. All right. Well, just know that we're all here for you uh, financially and otherwise to help you get out the other side with this hip thing. Okay. So. Very good. Very good. All right. Hey, thank you. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a great one, man. I'll see you uh, next week, John. Keep your eyes open. I will, buddy. Love you. Thank Keep you for the support. Right and uh, don't be a, don't be a stranger on fight night. You know I like those long going Ken Flo texts on fight night. So oh, definitely will do. And Kenny, send tell them, them awareness is the first first exactly. key to everything. You have to look at your surroundings. Don't be there. <laughs> is this making sense to you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Base in space. We talked about it. Trust as trust recently your gut. as last week. If you get a bad feeling in your gut. I just want you to run. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I got wheels. <laughs> that minivan they're gonna do it <laughs> Cody, oh, Cody's right, chasing you Cody's I mean uh, Cody's chasing you in a Maserati you're in the minivan wait <laughs> <laughs> hey, man we can, take a got this. we can take a shot got in the minivan you know <laughs> very aerodynamic but what he doesn't yeah, know is you got five five to ten guys in their arms just jumping out of that minivan <laughs> opening oh, up I'm telling you yeah and you know who's in the back in the minivan too yo <laughs> King of Miami. Yeah. Jorge, game bread. Masvi doll is in the mini. So, Hey, Ray, thanks buddy. We appreciate you, man. Enjoy. Right, hey, man. what are you doing? What are you doing this weekend? You're going to be watching the pay-per-view or what? hundred percent. All right. So no obligation. Got extra rounds. That other podcast, the patient, like a 10th of what we pay. It's a possibility. <laughs> all right. I don't well, know. Wish you all the best and uh, much love. Congrats on 400 episodes. If we don't get yeah, to talk to you uh, next week. Great milestone, guys. Take it easy. Enjoy the rest of the week. See you, Ray. Love you, buddy. There he is, Ray Longo. Oh, with us on the Anakin Florian podcast. So Michael Bisping was on our show last week, and he suggested Adesanya may want to wrestle a little bit. And I think it's one thing to maybe instinctively or reactively wrestle, right? But to go in there with the game plan that you're going to try to wrestle and get a takedown in every round, I'm just not sure that Adesanya's mentality is rooted in in that what are your thoughts on that yeah and i also agree with ray in that that is something that could be very energy intensive for someone who has primarily been a striker right um i i definitely think he will integrate that and should integrate that um at the very least if your opponent is more aware of 
your willingness to get to a clinch or hit a takedown, it, it sometimes shuts down your striking a little bit. And I think that's why it will have a, a benefit um, as being part of those tactics, part of the whole overall strategy for Adesanya. So, uh, but I, I do think when you, when you do that, to, to do that in training and doing that in a big fight, especially for the first time and just have that be your sole strategy, um, can, can be an energy zapper. Uh, so I think Adesanya has to manage that extremely well if he is going to have that as one of his or maybe his primary game plan. I don't think that's the case. I agree with you. Um, you know, it's not like he can't make adjustments and win that fight with striking alone. He can't. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so can so can Pereira. Yeah. And I am going to get your thoughts later in the week when we return in terms of some of the energy expenditure stuff that Ray was talking about for Jorge Masvidal, because I do think you can realize success in MMA in a lot of different ways. You know, I know, Kenny, you obviously kept it very tight. You would shut down your television schedule six or eight weeks out. Then you got guys like Donald Cowboy Cerrone maybe competing twice in a three-week span and still realizing success. So sometimes... There are athletes, I think, that can thrive with a lot of noise and others who who prefer to take a different yeah. approach. Um, all right, now joining us, and he's doing so, by the way, between training sessions, no less. Five days out from his fight at UFC 287 against Joe Pfeiffer. He is GM3, Gerald Mershart. Pretty handsome dude centered up there today. GM3, it's good to see you, man. How you doing? Hey, good to see you guys. I'm doing great. How are you guys? We are doing well. Good. So we appreciate your time. Uh, pretty nice layoff since your last fight. I don't know if that was by design, but the win over Bruno, Bruno Silva back on August 13th of last year. So not necessarily your norm to have eight months between fights. How has that been for you? Um, You know, not great, not bad either. I was supposed to fight in February. Uh, something happened with the opponent just not being able to do it, and that's kind of what led to this fight. So it's, you know... I like to be more active usually, but it's also not bad to, you know, give your body a break sometimes. Looks like we just lost visual on Gerald. There he is. So are you, you're in Florida right now. And then after the fight, you're going to go back to Wisconsin and then move to Florida full time. Is that right? Oh, I think you're muted, Gerald, after we got that dip. Sorry. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. By the way, you noticed my Wisconsin hat. I know you noticed that. You noticed that's for you. That's a cheese. Nice. That's cheese no, on my hat, and it says Wisconsin. So that's for you. You guys hear? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. No, that's the plan right now. So my, uh, you know, it'll probably be my last little stretch here of fighting. I want to make it best I can, and uh, you know, not not uh, a bad thing either to get away from all the snow all the time. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, man. So, so what prompted that that move? Uh, you know, it's just hard to be away from the family and do training camps, uh, you know, just financially. And I got a, a young guy, a little son at home, and it would just be a lot. If I fought three times uh, a year, I'd essentially be gone for half the year in a training camp. And that's, wow. you know, back to what I like to say. And like, you know, it takes that much to have 
you know, the correct amount of time dedicated to be fully prepared for a UFC fight. So, um, it was just, you know, I'm at a place in my career where financially I'm able to do that. And like, why not make the last stretch, the best stretch and, you know, just go all in. That's awesome, man. That, that must be tough. Um, Gerald, you know, John and I were discussing your, your record, uh, off air and it, it's crazy to talk about because you know, you're 35 and 15, first of all, a ton of experience, all 35 wins are by finish, either mostly, mostly submissions. You got TKOs in there. Obviously that's gotta be a part of your strategy, but, uh, how do you prepare for that in training to have that type of end game where when you get to your spots, you're going to get that finish? Yeah, I, I think just to be clear, I think I have two decision wins, maybe okay. Two. two. OK, my bad. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't want to be claiming something that I don't <laughs> have. Hey, but that's damn close dude. 33. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, no, uh, I think. Anytime I'm training, obviously, you know you never try to like knock out your partners, but maybe that's why I have so many finishes. You can submit them. You can do it safely. Uh, and I do have some knockouts too in TKOs. And that's the thing where it's not just like, Oh, I'm throwing and I hope I hit them more than they hit me. Or I, I'm going to get a good position and maybe something will work out. It's like, I have a direct path in any given situation where I know if I get you to this spot, this is going to be what finishes the fight. And if the striking doesn't finish it, it's going to make you give me something where I'm going to be able to find a submission. And uh, especially in MMA, guys have gotten a lot better about like not sticking their limbs out for no reason, trying to defend strikes. So that leads me more to chokes. So if I get to these spots and I see your neck open, I'm going to take it. Do you know when your last decision win was, by the way? Wow, long time july 19th 2013 oh my god so almost 10 years ago in duluth georgia versus now famed nutritionist uh george locker yeah wow there you go yeah that's right that was a that was a fun tough fight and that was another one too right i uh well we both rocked each other a couple times and had chances to finish but yeah that was uh that's just a hard guy to put away <laughs> Gerald Mershaw with us here on the Anakin Florian podcast. So Kill Cliff FC is the roof under which you train. What can you tell us about the South Florida training and, and who are the primary bodies and, and coaches that you've been leaning on? Uh, it's a great, great gym. Obviously, it's good enough to make me move there. Um, yeah. All the guys, you know, they have so many big guys, especially compared to, you know, a lot of other gyms in general. Yeah, I've been working a lot with uh, – and um, for coaches, you know, Greg Jones is always running a lot of grappling practices. I've uh, been hitting a lot with Jason Strout and Henry Hooft, obviously. And, you know, there's just a wealth of knowledge and like bigger bodies there for me to go with. And it's just, you know, I feel like it's made all the difference. Joe Mershark, four and one with four finishes since the fight with Hamza Chimaya back in 2020. And anyone who has watched Bilal Muhammad's Remember the Show has heard how good you are analytically when you're talking about mixed martial arts. I'd imagine a student of the game like yourself would know at this point that Dustin Stoltzfus is a common opponent for you and Joe Pfeiffer. Any thoughts on uh, on that angle and ultimately the fight in front of you here in a few short days? Yeah, I mean, there's probably some stuff I can take away from it. Um, I feel like he's going to be a little bit different than he was when he fought Dustin only because now he's got a couple wins under his belt. He's been in the UFC. He's getting a little more comfortable. Uh, so there's going to be a little bit of that rub on him too, but there's also spots where, you know, Dustin's got slicker grappling than I think he gets credit for. 
And even some of the times like he reversed off bottom and, you know, came up for the takedown and all that stuff. There's uh, you know, certain things you can't change that dramatically, you know, even though it was a couple of years ago in that short amount of time, that's going to show itself in a fight. Right. Uh, so it helps in that way. But on the same hand, nothing really matters. So you get in there and you see what's going on because, you know, I, I have limited film on him, but I have more experience and he's got a lot of film on me. So, you know, it doesn't really matter until we get in there and mix it up. All right. I got a few rapid fire questions with you on the way out. I know you keep your private life pretty private if your Instagram is any indication, but you are a father. Is his name Bronx Mershart? Yes, sir. I mean, what a fucking power name that is. You know, we've been pronouncing your name correctly from the moment we started calling your fights, but there are still people who drop a Mershart. Now, my name gets completely butchered, but I'm not a professional athlete, so I don't much care. To what extent do you care about people calling you Gerald Mershart versus Gerald Mershart? Uh, not that much. If you get close, you know, I'm used to it by now, but who's messing up John Anik? Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> the most common one I get is Anik at the airport. It's always Mr. Anik. But I think it sounds more sophisticated, so I say, yes, I, I am Mr. Anik. I was the, <laughs> that little extra bit of tan and the dark beard, and they're like, ah, a little right. There you go. So how old is Bronx and how has that whole navigation been for you as a father slash athlete? Um, he's going to be two pretty shortly here and uh, it's been great. You know, it definitely keeps me busy. Um, I'm sure I burn more calories during the day when I'm home, just <laughs> running around chasing him and making sure he doesn't like destroy the house. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's all good things. That's great. Well, the only thing I would recommend, and again, I shouldn't recommend it because I don't necessarily know your family situation nor your wife, but uh, if you have a second one, it actually, it's easier to raise two than one. I have found than it is to raise one. Um, all right. So you'll be 36 years of age on December 18th. Saturday is going to be your 51st professional MMA fight. Now, I've, I've heard you reference this as being the end. So, I mean, do you put it at, at two, three, four more fights? I mean, what does the end mean in your mind? Oh, no, not not the end. I mean, I'm just on like the last stretch. I feel like as healthy as I've been, you know, knock on wood through my entire career, I got another four or five good years left in me. All right, good. So, yeah, I and the, the big scale, like I've been fighting for 15, 16 years. I'm on the tail end of that. Okay, all right. That five. makes me feel a little bit better because – you mentioned it twice early on, and candidly, the way I had the question today was over under 60 MMA fights before you retire. And I think now, if you look at the next four or five years, I think it's realistic for you to get to 60. But I, I tweaked the question because I didn't want to you know, throw some outrageous number out there. But it sounds to me like you could get to 60. Oh, yeah, easily. Just got to make quick work at Joe Pfeiffer this weekend. All right. Born and raised in Wisconsin outstanding sports fans up there, but I do know that a lot of martial artists, and I hate to generalize, they don't give a shit about the Green Bay Packers nor the Milwaukee Bucks. So right now, you have the consensus best team in the NBA, and the Packers have one of the greatest fan bases in professional sports. So do you have a favorite professional sports team, and to what extent do you follow the Wisconsin teams? Uh, I don't follow pro sports too much. Obviously, I definitely watched the Bucks when they were getting in the you know last couple of years. They've been yeah. in the play even when they didn't win. They were getting really close as soon as they pretty much as soon as they got Giannis. So that was like just a fun thing to watch and like see all the people getting so excited about it. Um, and you know, when I grew up, my 
I was kind of like brainwashed as a child. So growing up, I was a Cowboys fan. Oh, wow. In, in Wisconsin. When I was little, it was awesome, right? Because it was like the mid-90s when I'm in grade school. Obviously, lately, not as much. But uh, but I have had the, the privilege to meet like a, a few like former Packers players. I lived up in Green Bay for like a year, you know. Great team, great city. Everybody was super nice. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't follow it too, too much. I have gone to a game though. I've been, you know, I've been up there in the Lambeau field and all that fun stuff. So, you know, I've lived the, the real Wisconsin experience in that sense also. And it's, you know, it's different. The fans, the fans up there, like there ain't much else to do, but you know, wrestle fighter drink and watch sports so they're uh, pretty passionate well i'm glad you said it and i didn't because when i got to milwaukee for a ufc event several years ago yeah i mean there wasn't necessarily a whole lot not that for me it's perfect i just sit in my room and and research fighters all day uh shout out to the milwaukee brewers by the way as well great fan base all right last question i know you got to go coldest memory for you weather wise growing up born and raised in the state of Wisconsin, any near death experiences or just miserable moments, either at Lambeau field or, or otherwise. Uh, not too many, no, no real near death experiences. I do remember we had a pretty good blizzard. It was like, right. Like 1999 or something like that. And we had to drive through it on Christmas. There was not, you know, maybe four or five years ago, we've been getting more of those polar vortexes that dip down from Canada and it'll yeah. be negative 40 for no reason, which is, Super, super fun. Um, <laughs> one, one fun thing I did do once, I remember when I was uh, younger, we were living on the farm. We got uh, we got puppies. Me and my brother, we each got a puppy, and they were brother and sister. And um, we had a man-made pond on the property. The owners did. And they had the air pumping through it. If you ever see a man-made pond, generally they feed air into it so the fish can live and all that if you stock it. Well, the dogs ran out on the ice, and – my little guy, uh, we called him Rio. He ran out there, slipped and fell in the middle. So I had to crawl out onto the ice and like Whoa. pull him out of there and take him back in the house. And I kind of like stripped halfway down because I knew if I fall in and I have too many, too much clothes on, yeah. I'm going to, you know, it's going to be hard to get out. So uh, luckily the ice didn't break on me and I pulled him out of there and got him in the house. My parents weren't too happy about it, but we were all Gosh, okay. Man, well, wow. we're certainly glad. And it's been an amazing MMA legacy. It continues this weekend for Gerald Mershart facing Joe Pfeiffer at UFC 287. You can watch it all play out live on ESPN+. Plus. GM3, have a great week. We'll let you get back to it. Thank you for your time. And uh, we will see you at the Friday weigh-in, if not sooner, brother. Hey, thank you, guys. Good talking to you. Good luck, right. man. There he is. Bronx Mershart's dad, Gerald fighting Joe Pfeiffer, fighting B. Joe Pfeiffer this weekend. You know, Gerald has, he's derailed some hype trains in his career. And yes. that is the motivation this weekend against Joe Pfeiffer. We'll see if these Rufus Sport guys can continue to fuck with Philadelphia, right? Blah, 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 against Sean Brady and now uh, Joe Pfeiffer and, uh, and Gerald Mershart. All right. That is going to do it for today, but certainly not this week. We're back better than ever uh, with Brian Petrie on Wednesday or Thursday with a more comprehensive look at UFC 287. Thanks to Ray Longo. Thanks to Gerald Mershart. Don't forget, anaflorianpodcast.com for everything show-related. KennyFlorianMartialArts.com is also live. One more sleep merch from Miami can be found at millions.co. With that, for Ken Flo, I'm John and Thank you all for watching, for listening. Tell your friends. Subscribe to the DraftKings YouTube channel. We thank you for it. We'll talk to you in about 72 hours. Until then, you'll later.
Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley SAB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.